Hello everyone, welcome back to the left page! We're back! Yay! <laughs> We're back, it's, it's a miracle! We're actually here again. It's amazing, it's amazing! Yeah, it's been, it's been really, really long and it's been actually kind of hard to grasp how to come back to this, how to do this again, because I actually went to Frank's house every time that we, we recorded. So in this corona situation, it's, it's kind of bizarre to do this uh, <laughs> via internet. And I bet you guys that my English will be as rusty as it can be, but we, we will do it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, we're back. It's great to be back. And yeah, yeah like, we're here. Like, I am Frank. You're a historian, and Bruno's here too, finally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> finally, we, we made it work. And yeah. that doesn't mean I like, because I, I mentioned that I was doing some sort of mini shorter episodes, like the quarantine logs. I still want to do them, <laughs> or I'm still going to yeah. do them like weekly, just for this, for the quarantine. But yeah, like, full episode, here we are. Yeah. And maybe I'll jump into this this practice doing solo episodes as well. Of because, course, feel free to. Uh, we we were we were just talking about that exact thing. Like in this Corona situation, it, it just it's so much of an historic moment, and I feel like I'm not doing anything uh, creative about it. Um, I'm I'm sort of keeping a journal and reading some stuff, but I mean. Uh, it's a moment that we should be talking with each other and talking about this moment so we can better understand it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I I haven't been able to write about the situation. I want to write about anything yeah. else, uh, about literature, <laughs> about, like, my research, anything. But, you know, that's what this is all about. Like, we work in different ways and different feelings and we create something interesting yeah. together. So that's the point. Yay. Today, actually, we have... We don't have a book or a short story. We're also thinking about how we organize and do these things because, as Bruno was saying earlier to me before we started recording, um... Well, uh, some or pretty much all of the books, well, maybe not all, but most <laughs> of them, even the short stories, we could go on and on and on and on yeah. about and find interesting exactly. and fun stuff to talk about. But like, exactly. you know, we have to make it into an episode, so that's not really possible. Yeah. But that doesn't mean like we can't make episodes where we make these sort of intertextual connections and reflections. And there'll probably yeah. be there'll probably be a weirder bundle of stuff, but maybe they will establish the connections that like okay, this episode we look at this particular work and mostly that, but on this other episode we delve into deeper connections and interrelations. So maybe that'll be fun, and we all might also talk about like just stuff in general, and life, and you know the quarantine. Yeah. Yeah, because I I was mentioning to Frank that uh, I think we we maybe be too ambitious on the on the choices of books because uh, at sometimes it was like uh, the Metamorphosis by Kafka and then it was Dostoevsky and then it was like I mean it's just so much great stuff that maybe a better way to do it just 
uh, have a little bit more patience, actually, and just let the book sink in, have a longer discussion, and and really dive into the the deeper things. Because as Frank said, we need to wrap things up in an episode. So uh, to simplify and resume and debate about something like Kafka's Metamorphosis in two hours, I mean, it's it, it's almost. Uh, I mean that uh, in in university there are whole semesters that people come and say like oh I know that uh, this uh, this will be a, a short time a whole semester to talk about a whole, uh, one novel so <laughs> uh, what we do is kind of megaloman uh, megalomaniac but I mean it, it, it maybe maybe it will be a a, a nice a nice change to uh, analyze further deeper in, in sorts of ways yeah like i think i think that makes perfect sense it, because yeah. like let's be honest we we tackled such works as like to get a recent example we talked about do androids dream of electric sheep and okay we took yeah. one angle we could have took like a dozen others and still yeah. deal with interesting stuff. So sometimes, like, maybe focusing on a particular work on a couple of angles, and then, like, okay, we're not going to abandon these other angles, but we'll postpone them until a later date. We're going to do some other work with them. That might exactly. that might be more interesting. There, there, it's funny because there are even episodes where we are, like, just wrapping things up, and then we start to talk about something yes. like... In, in the final regards, like Frank says something and I just go like, oh shit, I, I, I didn't, I didn't solve things like that. And then the, the, it, it almost like, oh, we need to continue this, but then we need to wrap the episode up. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's how it is. That's how it's, it works really. So, yeah, yeah maybe this will help with that. And I don't know, maybe yeah. we can try to interweave something in between something shorter. Just so like, because I, I, I realized one of the possible risks is that like, if the person's not into the book or doesn't like that particular book, like maybe the other episode will turn them off too. So how, how we work that out, maybe not the best place to talk yeah. about it, but you know, like it's still <laughs> quarantine. So I think we as the left page collectively... TM can <laughs> make some creative decisions <laughs> and uh, also have a lighter tone to the episodes themselves. Exactly. Not yeah. that we ever had a mega serious tone, but you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. We, we we try to be professional, but we are just amateurs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we, we definitely are. Like I, I feel that so much. St still on me that time to be like. Holy shit, I'm doing a podcast. Whenever I look at like <laughs> the Apple podcast stuff and I see like, that's my podcast. I did that. We did that. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, it's a strange feeling. I'm here. I I'm actually here. Yeah. And like we have a Patreon and now we have a Discord. Check out the Discord. Yeah. Yeah, now we have a Discord. Yeah, it's still small and slow, but you know, there's a couple of us and you know, it's fine it's fine and it's gonna be fun uh we're actually recording this via discord so if you'd be interested yeah. in listening to us record check it out it's on the lowest tier as well because you know you know it tough times so yeah. yeah that that that'll be fun as well yeah so maybe jump in right now <laughs> yeah 
I, I'm not sure if it, <laughs> yeah, like I don't think anyone can. Not yet. They're either <laughs> offline or away, so that's fine. Yeah. They'll they'll realize it all later. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh I could have been there. Yeah. <laughs> and then they'll realize Yeah, maybe maybe someone just comes in the episode and just starts talking shit and or just put some 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 dank memes music <laughs> during the the recording. Oh, I I took the admin <laughs> measures to lock up the the channel so they can listen but not speak. <laughs> uh. Necessary precautions. Nothing personal. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just <laughs> the admin. But yeah, like if it's something you'd be into, that could be fun. Even like episodes yeah. with listeners, that that would be really interesting. I'm sure we can arrange something like that. Yeah, We've done it, and we exactly. are planning to do it with other podcasters. But you know, talk to us. <laughs> that could yeah, be fun. Exactly. Maybe suggestions of anyone that's like completely psyched about a book or about a series, anything. And then maybe if you want to recommend it and we read it and then we do an episode with a, with a listener, it would be fucking awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So today or tonight, we, uh, <laughs> we plan to like sort of have a semi-loose conversation about writing in general. Because yeah. I've been, well, I wrote a novella. <laughs> um, <laughs> who would have thunk? I... Um, I think I've mentioned before that I really enjoy writing fiction, but I don't yeah. know. I've been at a very long hiatus until the end of last year when, because of a particular course I was taking, I had to write a short story and I did and it went really, really well and I translated it into English and then I wrote another one in English or Portuguese. <laughs> no, I wrote another one in Portuguese, translated it into English, enjoyed the English version better, and then I wrote a third <laughs> one in English. <clears throat> yes. And then I realized, I found out because, and I've mentioned this on the quarantine laws multiple times, that I've been doing a course on Gothic and Gothic literature with at Rom Goth Sam, Dr. Sam Hurst, she's incredible. And does an amazing course and gothic book group. And uh, in one of the book group meetings of a particular publisher that Nick's publishing, a sort of new independent, has an amazing book published, Unspeakable, uh, which is an anthology or a collection of queer gothic. So that's pretty fun. It's dope. Well, that's fun. Uh, I yeah. definitely recommend it. It's fun. And they were asking for submissions for novellas or novels on or with, in whatever capacity, witches. So, like, I... Oh, that, that might be interesting. I'll think about it. I don't know. I'm not sure I'll write, I'd write gothic yet. Uh, I was more into writing, like, some... I'm not gonna call it, like, uh, magical realism, I think. I don't know. I, I don't yeah. like those terms. I've grown to not like them. But like fantastic literature <laughs> or weird fiction with touches yeah. of realism, like mixing yeah. boundaries, like that. that's always more fun. Then again, that's what the Gothic is about, liminal spaces, amongst other things. And before I was going to sleep, I was like thinking about various things. I was like, then, oh, an idea. It's... It clicked. It clicked. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I need to write this down. This might actually work. Thank God I wrote it down. 
I would have killed myself if I hadn't because it's like I was tired. I was like, no, I'll remember in the morning. No, you won't remember in the morning, you idiot. Stop. Yeah. Write it down. And I did. And now I have a 21k war novella written. <laughs> nice. That's fucking nice. Man. Yeah, it's good. It's weird as hell, and it's got some weird directions. I did. I do go. I think I go overboard a, f- a few times. Yeah, and I, I'm totally in the dark here as well as the listener because I haven't read it yet. Yes, I sent it though. You didn't read it. It's yeah, on you. Yeah, to read it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry to shame you on the podcast like this. No, no, no. Uh, it's deeply You're personal. Right, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's personal. <laughs> I'm not hurt though. It, it's fine. I get it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it was fun. Like I've started writing novels before, but I've never finished. So, like, finishing to write a longer project like this, it was amazing. Like, I was, I, it was exhilarating to, so like, yes, I have concluded this. By the time <laughs> we're recording, I'm not sure, if, depend, ideally, this will still go out before I have sent it. I need to send it by the 31st. So, I've done numerous revisions. I still want to do at least some more until the very end. But I've basically written it. I'm mostly just like rewriting a couple of things, fixing up some of the bits in the story, or like, okay, this the pacing is off here or not, or maybe like these, these are not the words I'm looking for, you know, that sort of stuff. Yeah. So I did it, and it was, it was great. Like, oh, I, I as you were talking about that, I I'm just thinking like. I have such a different, I mean, it's not different. It actually is, it's just as you said, like you said that you had this sort of like big realization moment, this big pleasure in finishing something up. And that's really, really nice because I mean, I have, I have written my life lots and lots of really short stories, like (laughs) uh, kinds of like science fiction ones and sort of fantasy ones and one that i actually wrote that was almost like a like a journal that was kind of confession style but it was it was not me but it was it it was almost like the things that i wanted to (laughs) say but it was a it was a character it was not myself and i i come to realize as you were saying that i think i i also need that moment of coming to an to an end of something and and that's as as you're talking i just figured out like as you finish something like this it's not uh it's not finished <laughs> in, in that sense like you're you're reviewing it and changing words and i think that's something that i needed to hear and need to try out because lots of times i i tend to to write really short things and not continue some things because I have this sense of oh I need to to end it to final finalize it, but that's that's the wrong idea. You need to write it and then you review it and try to make it better. Yeah, like th- there are different ways of going about it. Like you can write large bits and then go and reviewing them all at once, or you can like write from beginning to end and then review the whole thing. Like yeah, I did yeah. the latter with this case and I think I think in a way it works better because it takes the pressure off that like okay it's yeah. just the first draft but it is the first draft yeah. like it's there it's done but 
it, it, it requires revision. It requires things to sort of click in better and function. Exactly. Like, for example, in my story, necessarily, there are witches. <laughs> and there is a sort of yeah. magic system. I don't want to yeah. talk too much about the magic system. But there is a particular moment in the story where that magic system is somewhat important in a few ways. So I needed it to be clear, mm -hmm. like, okay, how is this at the very least, like, sort of functioning for these very dif different people using this magic? How can they all do it? Can they all not? Like, just basic stuff, because I don't want to go yeah. too much into it. Like, I'm not about creating that specific, perfect system that, like, is foolproof. No, I, I, that's not the point. Like, I want the magic, yeah. and I want to work with this, but I... I want to do it in a particular way because that's not really my focus. I want it for special effects and I want it for re for story reasons. But yeah. the system in itself is not what I'm going to develop. I might develop one or another aspect of it, but not as a whole. Yeah. However, in my first mm -hmm. draft, that magic system was just like, okay, it's a thing, it's there. But as yeah. I was rewriting, I was like, okay, so how can I at the very least like give some insight onto how this works? but not making mm -hmm. it too exposition-y, yet having it yeah. interesting. So as part of this character that we're following, uh, the de narrator, I at least I think I prefer to use it. I don't really enjoy first person as much, which is interesting, mm -hmm. because it, it, some people find it easier to like put themselves in the character. I prefer yeah. like this... I guess it sort of suits me puppet master position where you're like yeah. <laughs> this sort of third person where you're like accompanying a particular character and their head. So you're like, yeah, you're an, the narrator is omniscient, but he is with inside that character's head looking via their angles and at times out of it. Yeah. So I, I think that is more fun because you get best of both worlds like you get individual <laughs> character insight limited perspective very carefully worked out like scenery background story with all the freedoms of third person omniscient so yeah i enjoy it it may not be for everyone but you know i have fun with it yeah i think you touched on a, a really deep subject that people don't tend to realize that is the point of trying to write something if you just let go and just write whatever the fuck you want and the the reader that will figure it out later or don't figure it out later or if you always because i mean i'm i'm of the <laughs> the the a school of thought it's uh, <laughs> completely jokingly but i'm of the school of thought that the one of the worst things that a, a writer can do is uh, be too cautious about who is reading him and if people will understand what he wants to mm -hmm. say because then he's not he's not writing uh what it, it's basically like when you're trying to to speak to a certain group of people and you change up the way you talk and the way you think and the way you expose your ideas. And I mean, that's, for me, that's a bit far from the actual, the actual originality of writing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's a fucking, it's a gigantical topic because I mean, yeah. um, in certain styles and certain topics, 
you can just um, go go ham on <laughs> it and like uh, I don't know you're talking about uh, you're doing some science fiction stuff and you're talking about I don't know time travel or something that actually is based on on theories and things like that and if you don't give a, a minimal perspective of what things are going on it, it just gets lost so it, it it's really it's really nuanced stuff yeah like especially genre fiction which yeah. is like the gothic horror science fiction fantasy romance exactly. this is like genre fiction as i've learned that it is a thing apparently that's the term because <laughs> we don't have such a specific general term in portuguese yeah, yeah. As a concept, really. And, you know, it's so much fun because you know that a lot better than I do, that the most prestigious, at least academically, but like, well, it, it, it is, these genre fiction is unbelievably popular. Like, what is yeah. sort of more prestigious and more valued is the sort of contemporary, quotidian, uh, realism. You know where I'm getting at, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. And, like, but you can do so much with genre fiction. And, like, one of the criticisms that, like, oh, but genre fiction isn't as much, doesn't work too much on, like, intertextuality and its connections. And you're like, what are you talking about? Like, genre <laughs> fiction is the most intertextual because it relates to the texts that compose that genre. Exactly. When I realized that, like, like everything clicked. Because, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what defines genre fiction. Like, how do you signal that you're doing, like, romance, science fiction, fantasy, horror, all of this? How do you do that? You utilize certain intertextual elements that signal that to the reader that you're like, oh, so this is what you're doing, or this is what you're doing. Yeah. Or you trick him, exactly. or you're tricking him. Or you're doing <laughs> both, or not at all. Like, and that's the yeah, fun of writing. Of that's the fun of writing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and as as you were saying, I mean, I I think I have a a kind of I just I just formulated this really complex theory. Hear me out. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> as you were talking about the popularity of this this kinds of genres, um, it, it's really like it's almost like the same phenomenon as we have with the internet and discussion blogs and things like that. Because uh, when you have so many people having their perspectives and and discussions and thoughts about things, uh, you tend to go on this on this black hole of oh, but you can't like that because there are fans of it that says that, that say that uh, it's the best genre or it's the it's the genre that has X and and Y and whatnot, and I mean it's just by the mass of people talking about it and thinking about it you kind of it's inevitable to go into certain um, rabbit holes about discussions <laughs> that almost uh, like sometimes don't even matter mm -hmm. because uh, it, it it doesn't it, it's not a if something if any book like a horror or science fiction has a, a huge topic about it that people tend to to emphasize and to keep talking about it. It doesn't matter that because uh, it doesn't mean that the 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 remaining of the book doesn't have important and nice things to talk, to analyze, and to to basically read. Yeah. So 
and 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 that's really like uh, uh, a phenomenon of masses because uh, it, it's so much people talking about it and confronting themselves that it, it, it's kind of almost impossible to organize all of those thoughts. Yeah, like my position in the past like couple of years and but mostly months hasn't been that that long. Like whenever someone is like incredibly adamant against like a particular genre or a particular like I've become defensive. So for example, like as I've as you know me, I or and as I've mentioned on Twitter and to our listeners before if you've listened to to the show before, if not, welcome. <laughs> I don't watch horror movies. I can't. I need to sleep. Yeah. Uh, and I can't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I'm a fan of horror because, thanks mostly to the horror vanguard, because, like, horror does really interesting stuff and it, it, it can be really fun and, like, it works and it has some, it's some amazing material to work with. But either academically or even like eternal bugbear that like uh, the Oscars never like really value horror movies either. So yeah, I am defensive of like whenever a teacher or someone's like, oh, or like ho the horror movies, uh, what this trash that scares you? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> fuck off. This happened today. Actually, <laughs> I didn't actually yell fuck off, but in my head I was like, oh, go to hell. Because, like, come on, what yeah. the hell are you talking about? Seriously. Yeah, exactly. And the same goes uh, for I mean, all, all the others, like the gothic, especially science fiction. Hell, even romance. Like, I'm, I'm going to confess something to you, which I've said before on my personal Twitter, probably not on the left page, <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't yeah. care. I, I, I was, uh, when I was younger, like, I, I didn't really... I was not, like, incredibly against Twilight, but I was like, eh, I, yeah. I joked around, you know, made fun of that sort of yeah. stuff. More relaxed, not that intensely against, but, you know, not mm -hmm. really nice. Now I'm like, I, I'm not really that big of a fan or anything, but I'm definitely more sympathetic and like, you know, that that's good exactly. stuff. And it's like, eh, it can be sweet and fun and like, that's fine. You know, that's yeah. That's, uh, okay. that's the whole point. Like, j j just because you don't want to read it, it doesn't mean that it can't exist. Like, or it can't be worth <laughs> something. It it's there, all like... worth something. Very few stuff is actually pointless. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> so, so that, so that was yeah. <laughs> Con confession moment. <laughs> that was a hell of a tangent, because yeah, uh, but important one, like. It's not. It's a tangent, exactly. and it's not really a tangent because, like, we're talking about all these very various things. But what was I saying? The point of of all this this thing? Oh yeah, because I was rewriting <laughs> the magic system. I wasn't really yeah. rewriting. It was like, okay, how do I pass this through? And I was like, okay, I I can make a small bit where the character is remembering something, make it a scene inside the memory in order to convey this particular piece of information, which is that, like, okay, all those connected to magic, oh, that realize I need to figure that, oh, go I'm glad that I'm thinking yeah. about this. Once we stop recording, I'm going to yeah. have to go to the text and check. If not, <laughs> I'm going to have to add this immediately. I'm, I'm actually going to write this down on my phone, otherwise I'm going to forget. <laughs> but, okay, th th there it is. <laughs> 
we're we're witnessing we're witnessing history here. Yeah, that's guys. the creative process in action. Stop and write down everything. <laughs> but the the magic system that I have clear up the fact. Here's what I'm writing. Clear up the transition to access magic. Uh, there is a sort of transitional process that I don't go into, but that I allude to. That is a thing, and yeah. that all witches and warlocks go through yeah that, that's that's so i mean just one moment man, that's so bizarre man because <laughs> i was rereading the the sort of story that i was writing in the beginning of the year and i just i i mean i literally stopped on a moment where there's a transition between like real and magical wow and and you were talking about that, and uh, I just thought it was so bizarre. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's dope. That's dope. Yeah, we we are we are we're connected. Oh, definitely, <laughs> we always are. So you know, it's weird, but it's fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I allude to a transition, like you know, rite of passage sort of stuff to access using magic, and then I clear up like, okay, all characters that go through this can use all types of magic. But it, it varies due to their own affinity with their particular, like, conjuration, summoning, defensive, offensive magic. So it's like, and that's all I needed. Like, just this simple, short paragraph where I allude to the memory and go on this particular phrase is, is enough, like, okay, that's all magic system that I need. And it works. Yeah. Like, it's a way that, like, okay, here's what I'm doing with this. And these are the basic frameworks, so it's not inconsistent with what I'm trying to do. And then I play around with it. That's that's the point. Yeah, exactly. So uh, one of the reasons that I actually wanted to talk about writing, other than the fact that I wrote a novella, <laughs> and, but also because I wrote a novella, is that I read a book called Writing Fiction by a Brazilian writer and teacher who basically created the first, like, literary creative writing workshop in the country which became like a postgrad course and like it's he's been going on for over 30 years this sort of workshop thing. yeah uh, it's really interesting it's really cool and he finally wrote a book about it like this sort of manual style style thing which isn't that hard a manual but you know it's it's to help people that, that already write somewhat and how to grasp some concepts and it was useful to me in how to frame like characters, plot, scenery, descriptions. So it's like even dialogue, for example, like not dialogue isn't always good. Sometimes interweave dialogue and think about how like, okay, does this scene work best with the dialogue, without the dialogue? And that's one thing I did yeah. with the novella as well. I it, There was a short dialogue that was like, okay, there's been enough dialogue already. Let's give it a break. So I changed it into a description, yeah. and I think it works better. I think it's softer. Yeah, it's a bit weird because I still refer to the characters, different characters saying things, but I think the scene flows better. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, I mean, the the uh, one thing that I I tend to think about when I'm reading something that has too much dialogue is like what's happening in the background. Like, uh, yeah, especially when I'm reading like horror, <laughs> there are moments like. Is just on the verge of something really bad happening, and then they are just like in a really long dialogue, and you're just like, "Man, can someone 
sh just shut the fuck up and, and look behind you so you see if there's <laughs> someone there. <laughs> yeah, the, there's there's one scene which is sort of like, I'm not going to call it the climax. I, I guess that there are two. I'm not going no, I won't go too much into the story. Or the, a writer thinking about his own writing. It's just it's weird. mental. Or even about the structure. Because I have a very particular structure to my work. Eventually I may go on about yeah. it. But not today. That will be kept in the wraps. But it's yeah. it's strange. And probably a bit too ambitious. Or not. I think it works. Maybe because yeah. of the size. It's a slightly longer novella anyway. So, in regardless... There's a particular point in the scene where it's like every action's happening. And like, there's a very brief dialogue, but the dialogue is somewhat important. So it's like, oh, so it's actually this, this is how the characters are feeling. And then we get to the action. But that that's important. Like, how do you make these transitions between these various things? Exactly, yeah. But there's one thing about the book that really annoyed me. You want to guess what it is? I've already <laughs> mentioned in the podcast, in this episode. Um, I don't know. It does not mention... Well, it mentions, but basically only that. It basically only cites or references genre fiction. The entire type ah, of yeah. writing that the book is dedicated to is this sort of contemporary realist... Realism, uh, yeah. Yeah, the, this sort of stuff. And it's like, that's fine, but like, is that it? Like, and there are a couple of things that annoy me. Uh, the way the, he... The, the, um... Does he give any examples or, or? There are way too many examples in the book. In that sense, it's great. Like you get lots of recommendations, but it's pretty much all the same thing. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, just to just to to get clear, like which authors and, and oh, types Prost, of books. Ah, Zola. Zola. Yeah. <laughs> well, hell, even Milton Hatun, which I made. Uh, reading corner about but it's it's this sort of yeah. thing i'm looking for a very particular bit about the narration uh oh yeah character he's talking about flow of consciousness and there's a particular way yeah. that he talks about it that i i find annoying because like <laughs> uh, maybe but that's not all oh, that's not it also the the what he writes it, he's very character focused writing so it's like there's the character yeah. who outweighs the novel or the writing and I yeah. like yeah I get that and that's important in a way but like for a great deal of fiction that isn't really the case exactly and that's fine and oh oh one more thing you do both you do plot and you do character <laughs> too it's it's not exactly that simple yeah oh, whatever I'm not going to find it but basically, he says that, like, okay, flow of consciousness is this sort of the technique, this is how it was used. Uh, but maybe it's a bit overused, it's a bit cliche, maybe you want to either do it very carefully or, like, otherwise it'll just be sort of cliche. I was like, that seems a bit simplistic. Yeah. Because, I don't know, I don't know any science fiction or horror narratives that go too much into flow of consciousness. Maybe sort of David Lynchian sort of stuff does that. Yeah, yeah. Or stuff similar. But, like, I don't know. He talks a bit about, like, okay, some of these techniques are a bit overused. Maybe you don't want to use them. It's like, <laughs> but well, who cares if they're overused? If it's what I want to do, it's what I want to do. Like, he's. It, I, I find it hilarious in the sorts of manuals, like, oh, these sort of techniques are overused and cliche. 
but all these manuals say that that same stuff. So their manuals are as well overused. Exactly. And sort of cliche as well. <laughs> like he says, okay, you, yours is the ultimate call on this. So like you do what you want. You're the writer. But like he does yeah. say that, like maybe don't want to use this too much. You want to be careful because it's a bit overused. Maybe it's a bit cliche. I think he talks about like personification. He talks about that too. But I won't recall that. I don't. I didn't make too many notes when reading this. I basically read it fairly quickly, so that's part of the problem. I didn't. I usually make some sort of note, but that wasn't the case here. Oh, there we go. I found it. Oh, here is the the thing. It will be necessary for a, gr a good amount of time to pass so that the flow of consciousness in the interior monologue go back to being original. If we're alive, we're gonna talk about it, right? <laughs> I was like, no, shut up, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> they can be quite original if used carefully and in interesting ways. And the fact that he focuses exactly. on a very particular type of fiction maybe limits those horizons. Because genre fiction exactly. allows for a great deal of expansion and fusion. He talks about the end with a sort of example of writing, like idea of a project, very vague sort of thing to, to all fit into many different categories. But, and he does go over like, okay, if you're going to do a genre, do this genre. You don't want the reader to sort of be confused about what the genre is or isn't. But like, sometimes that's the point. Or sometimes it is multi-genre. Sometimes you want to fuse, I don't know what I did, gothic and science fiction. Yeah. And I'll admit, when I read that particular bit in the book, I was like, shit, am I doing it right? Oh, Is it fuck. actually working? And then uh, a couple of days <laughs> passed and I reread and I was like, yeah, no, I'm doing it well. I think it's working. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this this, this whole aspect, this whole debate, it, it, it's just the same stuff. Like, I mean, it, it becomes so reductive to creativity and to stories that anyone can create, like, I mean, there are uh, uh, innumerable examples of great writers that never took a, a fucking class on how to write. Like, mm -hmm. uh, as as uh, as you said, like as you said, and as the book says, ultimately is all the writer's call. And I think that people underestimate the writer's call. That's the whole point of it. Like, if you're if you have something to write, you might be safer like betting on yourself than betting on the theories of people that have opinions on the internet or things like that yeah absolutely like that's the thing like how the the one things that or the two things that writers have in common always like they write and they write and they write and they write and that does that also does not mean that like what they publish or what they're confident that that's what the writing is actually good. That may not be a much. Like I'm reading a particular writer now, and I'll talk or write about him later, so I'll keep it some suspense. <laughs> <laughs> but he, what he actually wrote and published, what he published as like sort of the work he's famous for and all that, is very little. It's a short novel and basically a collection of short stories. That's it. Yeah. Of, of his literature, like sort of fiction. That's it. And yet, like, it's groundbreaking. It's unbelievably good and powerful. Yeah. But you can be certain that that, that creation took a stupid amount of work. 
that he slaved and labored upon it, wrote and rewrote exactly. and wrote and rewrote and wrote and rewrote. Because that's the, the thing, like, whatever the path, whatever the direction, whatever the way you do, you write. And, okay, maybe the first, second, or third time, it'll be trash. Maybe the fourth, the fifth, the seventh, the eighth, the twelfth, the hundredth will be trash. Yeah. That's very yeah. unlikely. That's very unlikely. I'm just being extreme. Calm down. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really being hyperbolic here. I'm exaggerating yeah. to the extreme. But the idea is that, like, okay, for someone, maybe the fifth time will click. Maybe for someone, the 15th yeah. will click. Maybe it will be the 100th, that rare case. But, like, if it's something you want to do, and if it's something that gives you pleasure in doing, then exactly. fuck it, right. Exactly, and and even in 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 the in the reader's perspective, like I mean, maybe sometimes the first version that you wrote will uh, resonate better with some readers, and you think, oh, this is complete trash, but maybe for some people it was brilliant. So, <laughs> I mean, the, the the judging hammer is just too heavy sometimes. Yeah, like there are writers who constantly go back on their own work and verses like, no, this this wasn't good. How could I have written <laughs> <J.K. that?" Roy. laughs> Yeah, some do it with some more class and uh, <laughs> distinction and not like just retconning it in the open <laughs> shamelessly. Dobby had coronavirus. <laughs> Like, to give an example, like, uh, some of Borges' first writings, which we don't have, he made sort of an attempt at a very Argentinian sort of text with, like, this very particular language and stuff. Like, he, uh, not that long after, he realized, no, this is trash. So he, I'm not sure if he burned it, but he trashed it all. We don't know what that was. Probably not good, really. But it's that part of, like, discovering, rediscovering yourself like okay maybe at one point in your life this works maybe at another it won't and that's fine exactly i I pass uh, i pass exactly through that the the exact same example i wrote uh, a whole notebook of poems in a in a time where i was like ultra mega hyper romantic (laughs) and thinking about uh certain things and 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 certain certain girls <laughs> and then basically like i w- once i reread it i was like oh my god this is utter trash and just to i just tr- threw it in the garbage bin and that was it oh, wow. so it, it, it may sometimes things mean so much and then they pass to being worth nothing and and that's 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 a, a part of writing, I mean. Yeah, you're a better writing. writer for writing shit poetry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I eventually, I every once in a while, write some sort of romantic poetry or whatever. Because it's a nice gesture, it's a lovely thing to do. And I'm quite aware yeah. that like it's sort of probably a bit cheesy, maybe a bit trash, uh, sort of formally and actually contextually speak, speaking. So it's like, okay, I'll write this for a sort of more intimate consumption and whatnot. But I was like, exactly. for sort of serious stuff, like, oh, there's sort of a poetry contest thing. I was like, no, I'm not ready yet. I, I need to do some more <laughs> studying, some more work on that before I'm like confident in my poetry. In a way that like my fiction 
or my prose, I am more focused on more well adapted in. Hell, I haven't mentioned that. That's fun. Well, I guess it's sort of mentioned, but it's not that out there. I wrote the novella in English, and English is not my first language, as you probably all know. So yeah. you know that. Yeah, I am fluent in English, but it's it's still strange and interesting. Yeah, I mean that there. It's sort of strange uh, talking about this, uh, particularly for the English listener, because the, the American listener as well, because uh, most of the times uh, people are not people that that are born uh, talking English uh, don't have the same like incentives as like uh, people like us Brazilians who. Oh, you need to learn English because you need to talk an international language and you need to learn other languages and this sort of stuff. And and that's actually a blessing sometimes because there there are some times that you you think about a text or something that you want to write that it just resonates and, and it goes well, it, it goes better in the in the other language that you know. Yeah. So I mean I totally get you when you say that you wanted to to write it in English, even so if it's not your, your first language. Yeah, like I, I wrote in English solely mostly sort of out of necessity because that's what the editor was. <laughs> ah, yeah. Or publishing <laughs> or publisher. Yeah. But you know, like other, there's another short story I wrote that was like, I wrote it in English for out yeah. of a couple of reasons. One very particular one, I need to send it to you, but because it has a connection to a particular lyrics of a song, none, neither of which I will mention. But yeah. because <laughs> of that particular connection, I think, okay, this will work in English. So I did it in English. And like, it works. It's fine. It's what I wanted. And that's great. Yeah. This experience of writing in another language is very weird. It, it's strange. It's fun. <laughs> Especially because when you go back to write in your own language, it feels a bit weird. Yeah. It really does. I, I mean, it, I, 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 I sort of, you know me, I'm, I'm maybe, I, I have written more, I think, in prose, mm -hmm. but I actually think that I'm better at poetry. And I have written lots of things in English and in French of poetry. But when you go back to Portuguese, it's just like, it feels almost airy. Like it's just, it's just so, you have so much, uh, so much of a better grasp to it that it's almost like you feel like you're free from a, from a, a cage almost. <laughs> Language is, is such a bizarre way it's such a complex way to looking at your own reality and existence. Then you're when you're writing it and you're changing codes, it, it just clicks in different manners. Yeah, that makes perfect sense, really. Because, like, yeah, we... Uh, I think I can say that clearly for the both of us, but we have a, a great deal of mastery over English. But Portuguese yeah. comes a lot more naturally for us. Exactly. And it, we, at least I, I feel this a lot of the time, especially when I'm like listening to other people speak English and doing this podcast. Like, yeah, I know what I want to say and I think I'm quite coherent and fluid with what I'm doing in the podcast in general. Yeah. But I would probably do better if I was an English speaker because yeah, exactly. it's different somehow. Like, 
yeah it's yeah i mean it's so funny talking about this because i mean when we started the podcast i was so afraid of having trash english and not being able to to talk in english in general and it was a bumpy road in the in the the beginning and today even so today i i sort of like oh shit i forgot the word in english and then i just ask you or or i just write down on google (laughs) and and find out but i mean it's so funny because uh the, the 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 way people look at English as a functional language, especially here in Brazil, where it's a language like, oh, you need to learn it mm-hmm. and you need to to know. It's funny because uh, most of the times I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not that good at English. While there are people that did like one year uh, small, like <laughs> basic course. And then they oh no, because I'm fluent in English, you know, <laughs> so it's just easy. Like... <laughs> <laughs> are you fucking kidding me man yeah like it, it's it's weird it's weird because... yeah i mean it, it's is is that thing like it's for me it's the same it's the same thing as is with spanish because it's a it's such a, a close language to portuguese but at the same time like i see lots of people that speak portuguese that just put in their curriculum like oh no i speak uh spanish as well but they never even studied Spanish. So I, I think that's like really disrespectful to the language in general and to the speakers because, I mean, you can just go and say, oh, it's almost the same thing. So, yeah, like, and, and it's really funny because lots of Brazilians get offended, like, oh, uh, we talk Portuguese, we don't talk Spanish. But then they go on their curriculum and they just go like, yeah, I'm fluent in Spanish. It's, it's just life, like... <laughs> Yeah, you make a pretty great point. That is the case. Like on mine, yeah. I, I, I'm fairly honest about it. I'm like, okay, I can read okay. I can speak a little. I can yeah, understand exactly. okay. Because like, yeah, we, we've had the opportunity and the, the privilege to study some Spanish a long time ago. And we did. And yeah. it's rusty. It's there. <laughs> so we it works in case of necessity and necessity exactly. can at sometimes mean a very difficult literary text uh remember that text i was mentioning it's like oh groundbreaking very little that the author wrote yeah it's also in spanish yeah. and the translation to portuguese is bad so i'm also reading it in <laughs> spanish which has been an experience yeah. i'm like oh god <laughs> fortunately it's short uh but yeah it's it's weird yeah yeah but yeah like i don't know i think it's interesting how our own well how our brains are related to our language like because yeah i I, for example i think in english i live and listen and speak english so much that i also think in english but my brain is ultimately wired in portuguese because it's still the language that like i utilize with you with my girlfriend at home like yeah. everywhere here yeah so it's like yeah like english yeah. is essential to me and my own thought process but portuguese is sort of the key it's gotten to the point where yeah. these things are, f- are sort of merging into a weird fusion um <laughs> i don't know what's going to happen to my inner monologues then because like, i think aloud a lot of the time i can't think quietly which is interesting. It's also the sign that I like the sound yeah. of my own voice a lot. 
<laughs> yeah, I guess. But it's weird, like doing an internal or external monologue in English and Portuguese. And like, okay, so what's the word I'm looking for in English? Or what's the word I'm looking for in Portuguese? So that's... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember especially as you were talking about that, like like the episodes that we did about Baudelaire and when I was reading in French, and then like the rest of the episode was just like mental because, I mean, you you just you just uh, read a a poem in French, then you're thinking in French, then you say, oh no, I'm sorry, it's the other language, then you start speaking Portuguese because it's let uh, it's closer because it's a Latin language. And then you're just, oh, wait, it's actually English. So <laughs> it just like, it just doesn't make any sense after some time. It really doesn't at all. <laughs> we're, we're literally just condemning ourselves to like, what are we doing? <laughs> Why are we making this even harder upon us? Exactly. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, God. If we wanted to make it easy, yeah. we wouldn't do a podcast on literature and books. I've been realizing how, like, not to toot our own horns, but, like, it's really difficult to read a book and do a podcast. A lot more than a movie. Yeah. Cause, and, and no no I real agree. criticism to anyone that does movie podcasts. Like, that shit is amazing. But, like, it's even a long movie. It's, like, it's okay. It's with that very localized time. It's all that literature it's a mess because the thing grows and fuses and in and can interconnects and it just kind of exactly. grows out of control and that's not just about the reading yeah. and and even and even sometimes like you read it in a in a specific moment of your life that just made you look at it in a different manner and then you're going to talk about it and you just have this whole emotional uh like luggage uh attached to it and then you reread it and oh it's not in that way that you thought but it's also in that way because you read some time ago in that way so <laughs> it's just a a mess yeah to give a perfect example out of, out of that like i wrote uh, i read two, two books recently i wrote uh which was a recommendation from a mutual friend of ours uh felipe Dino Bussari's mm -hmm. uh, The Tartar Steps, Steps, mm -hmm. uh, with the Starters, which is amazing, incredibly bleak and difficult, but really, really good. And I wrote a thing about it on the reading corner, uh, really fun. And again, I go off on one bit. I could have gone on others. I was like, holy shit, I didn't talk about the historical aspect at all. But like, that's <laughs> fine. Like, I'm, I, I'm not losing too much sleep over it. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I I also read for like a sort of group with my teacher advisor and a study group which we have on history and fiction as historians uh, on uh, the Catcher in the Rye, which I managed to reread. Wasn't that fun? You remember that one, Bruno? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We read it first when we were fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, that's about right. Uh, mine still has the label, like, my name, first, uh, high, year of high school, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think actually you, re you read it in high school, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, we read it on the first year. We did. It was in Portuguese. Yeah, yeah, but, 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 oh, yeah. Yeah, 
Oh, but yeah. I don't even remember it. Oh, because you were you were gone for most of the first year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I didn't read it. Oh, so you haven't read The Catcher in the Rye? Or have you? No. Oh, my God. No, no, I haven't read it. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Holy shit. I wonder how yeah. much you'd find it now. Yeah. You should probably <laughs> read it. It's not that long. It, yeah. It's weird. Read it. Read it. Read it. Yeah, you're, you're, read you're it. gonna find it fun or annoying, but it's still worth it, even if annoying. Yeah, I know. I know. It, I know it has that whole story about suicide and and the 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 sort of liter, literary uh, superstitions about it. But yeah, I need to like shut those things off and just read it like a normal yeah, book. Yeah, no, that's that that part is really chill. Like, read as a normal book. You're gonna get quite a bit of yeah. it. But I managed to establish some connections with The Catcher in the Rye and The Tartar Steps. Uh, the Tartar Steps, which I wrote a bit about, and The Catcher in the Rye, which I made the latest quarantine log on, which was fun. I, I, I went on way too many tangents, but again, as I was saying earlier, <laughs> during these quarantine times, we allow ourselves some greater liberties... We at yeah. Left Page Incorporated <laughs> creatively decided what we want to do is what we want to do, and that's fine. Exactly. And I don't think I make the connections, but like the question of youth and time and the importance of seizing our time, that was something that came up. It was yeah. like a very small connection that appeared, but it's like, yeah, no, this is relevant to both of them. And it's like, you, because I read these two books at this time, if I didn't, like, I probably would have thought of something else or something incredibly different. So literature stuff to do it bite-sized. Yeah. One would say impossible, and yet we're going nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I'm just thinking about I need to read The Catcher in the Rye now. I think we finally have our slogan or motto for the left page. Some would say doing a literature, bite-sized literature, would be impossible, yet we're going nowhere. <laughs> I'll have to get that big it up again, write it down, and I'll make it our model. That, that's official now. Do you agree? <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. <laughs> yeah. Nothing quite like doing an impossible task to get our excitement, blood flowing, and deep anguish about doing something well. <laughs> so yeah uh, and ju just to try to wrap up go um, for it this episode i i mean it's just almost like it's just it went kind of a, on a cyclical way because <laughs> i mean talking about writing i mean we could stand here for hours and that's just a, the whole fun of it like we were saying we were talking earlier maybe it's time to to expand the episodes because it's just so much to talk about that it doesn't have an end it has so much tangents it has so many topics and but yeah i i mean if we keep on uh maybe we'll see the the sunlight creeping into <laughs> through the windows so yeah in one way or another we have actually been doing a bit of a disservice to well uh, con confine these books into one episode so yeah. you know live and learn of yeah exactly. i've also realized that like I, I sort of got at least our intro for the episodes which is what i've been doing for the um quarantine logs 
I'm not yeah. sure I've told you or shown you or you've listened to them yet, but I basically use used Eric Satie because I love him. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's just like that soft, gentle, mellow sound. It's like, yeah, no, this this gets me in the mood to just yeah, the mood. <sighs> <laughs> breathe in, breathe out, sigh, relax, or not, or anguish. Exactly. Uh, it fits all that. So it's like, yeah, no, maybe I'll, I'll do some work with that. Maybe it's time I change the intro, finally. Probably <laughs> still keep weird outro, musical outros. So maybe I'll keep with those. Yeah. But the intro, I think, deserves to be more mellow than like Jimi Hendrix's All Along the Watchtower. That was probably a bit much, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I agree. agree. So be it. People still listened and listened to it. Thank you so much. Uh, Yeah. So yeah, maybe maybe this will be more thematically fitting. We'll see. So yeah, this uh, I think was a kind of episode. It was a kind of episode, (laughs) a quarantine (laughs) episode. One would say exactly. Incredibly marked by it. But yeah, yeah. I, I guess to sort of wrap up and give it a bit of a moral too, like, yeah, writing's hard. Yeah, writing yeah. is without formula. Writing has its structures. Yeah. It has its examples. But like, do what you want, or do so. Or... Yeah, I think I I think a, a phrase to synthesize it would be, writing is not perfect. Neither are us. So. Just, yeah. just go with it. Perfect. Like. Perfect indeed. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Write. And then yeah. something will come out. Exactly. Something will come out. And then you write again. It's It never ends. Exactly. If I'm going to be trapped by writing forever, then so are all of you. <laughs> Make no mistake, we so... love you. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think I think that's it for this week. Like I also need to record and do a quarantine log for this week. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I'm probably going to do it. And yeah, uh, we're probably going to be doing another episode of this like uh, like not exactly sure on what yet, but in about a fortnight as yeah. our normal schedule. Though they probably yeah. won't come out on like Tuesday afternoons, morning, evening, depending on where you're at. Uh, maybe Wednesday or Thursday, just so I have some time yeah. to edit and like, not do just this. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> no worries. It will come out soon this week for sure. It's not that much time either. So yeah, um, thank you. Thanks everyone. Uh, if thank you, you very much. If you can, you please for... follow us. We're on pretty much all platforms for podcasts i think except spotify because like copyright and music exactly (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, sorry but we're on we're on all all the other stuff if you can please leave us a review on itunes this this sort of thing helps (laughs) does does eric satie have copyright i think that expired a so yeah, let, let's just put on Spotify with Eric Satie all the way. The, the, the problem is that would require me altering the other episodes. Oh shit! And the yeah. outros. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we'll figure something out. If you tr- if you yeah. figure out how that all works, then maybe we'll do it. Like, yeah, I, I'll, I'm going insane <laughs> with the editing already, but so you know, yeah, figure it out. 
mostly figured. <laughs> yeah. Mostly. Uh, but if you can, please leave us a review on iTunes. This stuff, that always helpful, always good. And it's nice to read them. It, it warms our hearts. Uh, we're on Twitter at uh, leftpagepod. I, I pretty much run it and I post and retweet a lot of stuff there. So yeah. our Patreon stuff, all that, I'll, I'll always talk about that. The new episode releases, I tag a bunch of people. You know, that sort of thing. And uh, what's the other thing? We're on Patreon, of course, uh, which helps sustain the show, pay for other stuff, and eventually, like, on the one hand, build the sort of community and whatnot and be able to share and do some more in-depth work, like the Poetry Club, whatever faith awaits it in the near future yeah um <laughs> it, it is defined by how patron will work and patrons or not or just like how we run the thing because yeah. um as we've been saying it, it is hard work like it's difficult to read all, all this stuff and analyze it and like poetry for sure like this is all very hard and it's good, and it's yeah. interesting, it's fun, and as we keep saying, we are going nowhere. But it's <laughs> it's tough. So, like, this sort of encouragement, this sort of support, it, it helps. As little or as much yeah, as you like, so like, just a dollar, we, we've uh, we've made our, our Discord, so if you're interested as well, come join us, a better place to chat about infinite things. So, yeah. uh, as I... Of anything that you like. Yeah, no, I, I just said, like, uh, on Discord, even if anyone wants to play games or just chat, anything. Watch like, a movie, watch a show, uh, whatever. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Just sort of keep contact. Like, you're a patron. You're, you're actually special to us, really. Like, all listeners exactly. are, but, like, you're actually giving us your labor. So that's that's no small yeah, thing. Exactly. We want to, like, exactly. make it worthwhile that you're supporting us. Because you're supporting us too, but like we want to do something in return as yeah. we can. Like that's not always simple, and that it hasn't always been simple, but we want to keep at it best we can for sure. So, yeah, yeah if you can check us out there at patreon.com forward slash left page, just a dollar to get you into the Discord. I am very much nearly always online, so I'm probably going to be quite yeah, open too. to chat. Especially now. Yeah. So yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> we're on Twitter. We're, we're everywhere. So come check us out. So I think that's a wrap for our first yeah. episode back during quarantine, quarantine times. Like yeah. our first full episode <laughs> for about two months. Holy shit. Yeah, it's been tough times. But as I said last week, I I was back, and now we are back in yeah, full exactly. force. So thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Until the next one.
so you think you could tell Heaven from hell Blue skies from pain Can you tell a green field From a cold steel rail A smile from a veil Do you think you could tell the same